So we are now within three hours of the NBA trade day, trade deadline. Um, had a couple moves go down last night and are expecting at least a couple more today. Um, it may be a little bit more of a uh, quiet period, you know, but we'll have to just see what ends up happening. There are a lot of names still available, so we'll go over them real quick. Um, I'm just going to bring up the guys that have been in rumors recently and just talk about where they could possibly go. Um, but before we get on into that, um, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III were traded to the Philadelphia 76ers last night for a couple second round picks, or three second round picks, my bad. Um, this gives the 76ers a lot more depth, uh, more size on the wing, some more shooting. And Danilo Gallinari may end up becoming part of the Andre Iguodala trade um, to the Miami Heat. We already know that Jay Crowder, um, Dion Waiters, and Solomon Hill are part of the deal in some way. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and get on into it. Welcome into the Wasatch Basketball Podcast, part of the Wasatch Podcasting Network. I am your host, CJ Dieters. So we have um, just a few names to go over real quick, um, guys that are have a good chance of being moved, have been talked a lot about, or talked about a lot going on into this deadline, um, and we'll just talk really quick about where they could possibly end up. So the first guy is Mark Markeith Morris. Uh, Markeith Morris is part of the Denver Pit or Detroit Pistons. Um, the Pistons lately have been looking to move off of some of their veterans and pick up draft picks as they head into a rebuild. Markeith Morris is a six foot nine power forward. Um, center, pretty big bodied. Um, he's having his best shooting year of his career, shooting 39% from three. And he's just a guy that can get down and, and bang in the, in the post and give you some good defense on that end of the floor. So he's, and he's only on a three and a half million dollar contract. So a lot of the contenders are going to be looking at him. Um, I think the Lakers will be in on him. They could send DeMarcus Cousins, who's not going to play this season because of injury and a second or two. Um, the Clippers might be in on him. Um, the Rockets, they're looking for more center depth. Um, the Jazz could be looking at him. Um, and the Boston Celtics. Next is his brother, um, his twin brother, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is rumored right now to just the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, those are really the only two teams I'm expecting um, that he could possibly go to. He may get some interest from the Dallas Mavericks, but it would actually be kind of cool. I don't, I mean, I'd like for the Jazz to end up with Markeith Morris, but it would be kind of cool to see the Morris twins back together um, with the Lakers or with the Clippers. Um, so nice guy to talk about. And it, if you can tell, I'm kind of moving quick through this just because we are within three, eight hours of the deadline and there's a lot of stuff going on. And so I don't want to be recording for too long and miss a lot of what's going on. But anyway, so the next name to go over is Andre Drummond. Um, Drummond is a former All-Star uh, center for the Detroit Pistons. Um, he's one of these guys that puts up a lot of stats, you know, 16 points, 16 rebounds. Um, but his effect on the game is not 
the same as what his stats are. He's a good center. He's a really good center. But he is not this amazing superstar, top three center in the league type guy. And so his market is different from what the Pistons thought it would be. Um, they almost had a deal done with the Hawks a couple weeks ago. But the Hawks were unwilling to add first round picks into it. And if you look at his stats, that you know, you'd it doesn't make sense. You know, he's a twenty six year old averaging sixteen points and sixteen boards. Why aren't you adding a first round pick? And it's because he's kind of a stat stuffer. Um on the defensive end, he kind of loses focus a lot and does not have the same kind of defensive impact that a guy like Gobert and Bede, Brooke Lopez, and uh Clint Capella would. So I am kind of expecting that he won't will not be traded at this deadline. Um he has a player option for this summer, um going into next season. If he picks that up, he's on roster again with the Pistons, and I would expect him to be traded at that time. Or he could just turn down that option and become a free agent. Um so the next person I want to talk about is actually five people. That is the main five guys for the Celtics, which is Gordon Hayward. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart. Um, Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward have been brought up a lot in different trade rumors, and I believe that the Celtics have zero interest in moving any of those guys, um, unless some crazy superstar like Kawhi or Giannis got offered to them. I think they'll stand pat with those five guys, but I do think that they will find at least a smaller trade on the fringes to bolster that that group um next is julius randall um the the knicks just barely fired well i guess kind of fired promoted their president of basketball operations steve mills he's still within the organization but he has no say on player acquisition but anyway um scott perry is now in charge of of player operations and he has made a lot of the roster available which I think is a very smart move they have a lot of guys on expiring deals that could help contending teams and if you can get a couple ki- couple picks back some young players I would go for it if I'm them but anyway Julius Randle has now been made available um, he is on a multi-year deal and so I kind of am expecting him to not get moved until the summer but I would expect him to get traded in the summer Unless he just totally takes over the team this last half of the year and is showing that he can be one of the main cornerstones of the Knicks going forward. Um, another guy is Gary Harris of the Nuggets. And Gary Harris is a six foot four shooting guard, very good defender, okay shooter. Um I was expecting him to get moved until the Knicks were part of that big four team twelve player trade. Um, I kind of expect him to stay on the roster, at least through the playoffs this year with the Nuggets. Maybe in the summer they find a trade for him. So next is Derrick Rose. Um, a lot of teams have been looking in. Uh, a lot of teams have been. Sorry about that. Um, a lot of teams have been looking. In, and. I mean, it's not surprising. He's on a good deal. Um, he's making seven and a half million this year. He'll make seven and a half million next year. Um, he's a very good ball handler. He's a great scorer off the bench. His defense is passable. He's added the three-point shot since early in his career. And 
I know the Lakers, the 76ers, and the Jazz have at least looked into the possibility of a trade with him. Now, he's one of these guys where I could very easily see him being traded, but at the same time, I could very easily see the Pistons hold on to him until the summer. And uh, real quickly, the reason teams hold on to guys until the summer is because in the summer, it is way easier to make trades happen. You have more access to your draft picks. Um, you can take on more guys. Like right now, if you have 15, 15 guys on roster, if you take back two guys, you need to send out two guys. Now in that original trade, maybe you send back one guy, but you've got to clear that 15th, 15th roster spot before that trade can go through. So you have to cut a guy or find another trade for him. In the summer, you could do trades of like eight guys for one if you really wanted to. Um, because you can go into training camp with 20 people on roster. Um, so for a lot of these players, um, I would be expecting them to make it to the summer and then get moved at that time. And Derek Rose would be one of those guys. And this next guy... Drew Holiday would also be one of these. Um, the Pelicans, I think, since Zion Williamson came back to the team so late in the year, I think they really want to see what this group really is, if Drew Holiday and Williamson and Brandon Ingram all work together. And then if they don't, in the summer, they can take their time and find the very best package for Drew Holiday because a lot of teams are going to want this guy. He's six foot four, plays the one and the two. He can guard basically every position he can even guard smaller uh, centers um, so he'll have a big market in the summer um, next guy is Tristan Thompson Tristan Thompson is making 17 million this year um, he's a six foot nine center great out or a great offensive rebounder um, he's very quick on defense he's not a great rim protector but he's one of these guys that can do very well in a uh, in a switching defense, he does well on, on help defense. Um, the Rockets and Clippers have been linked to him as possible trade destinations. But if uh, he doesn't get picked up by one of those teams, he could possibly get bought out by the Cavaliers. If that happens, basically every contending team in the NBA is going to be trying to get him. Um, or maybe he just stays with the Cavaliers until his contract runs out and he can sign with whoever he wants this summer. So next guy is his teammate Kevin Love. Kevin Love is a six foot ten power forward, um, very good three point shooter, especially from the corner. Still a very good rebounder. Um, he's not going to pull down like sixteen rebounds a game like he did early in his career, but he can still get double digits. Um, I know the Cavaliers would love to find a trade for him, um, be able to get off that salary, maybe get a pick or two out of it, um, but currently. You know, currently I am not expecting um, Love to get traded before this deadline, but there's a very strong possibility that he gets moved in the summer. Um, same with the next guy, D'Angelo Russell. Um, he is 23-year-old point guard on a newly signed max deal with the Warriors. Now, I believe that the Warriors picked him up to be able to trade him for a superstar at some point, and I would really expect them to wait till this summer and use him and their possible number one overall draft pick in this next year's draft 
to go out and get a guy like Bradley Beal or Drew Holiday or whoever it is that, that comes available in the summer. But if he is, he does get traded um, before this deadline, it'll um, be to the Timberwolves. No other teams have really come forward. The Timberwolves are trying to do everything they can to put together a good um, package to get him from the Warriors. Um, so if he does get moved, it'll probably, I mean, I'm 99% sure that it'll be to the Timberwolves. I don't see any other team hopping in. Next guy is Ed Davis of the Jazz, six foot nine center. Very good at, um, offensive rebounder, quick feet on defensive end. But he just has not fit in with the Jazz. Um, the Jazz use uh, rim-running centers that can catch lobs. That's just not his game. He's more of a sit-around-the-basket, catch offensive rebounds, putbacks, um, setting screens to get players open, not to get himself open type guy. Um, and so any trade with him would be the Jazz trying to get back a, a better a player that fits their their um, big man needs better. Um, so I'd be looking at maybe the Magic for Ken Birch, maybe the Spurs for Damari Carroll, and then they find another center on the buyout market, or maybe the Suns for Aaron Baines. And it's possible he's got another year on his deal. It's possible that the Jazz hold on to him for this year um, and trade him in the summer. Next guy is Taj Gibson of the Knicks. Like I said earlier, the Knicks are looking to move off of um, expiring deals and get some draft picks. I'd be looking at the Jazz, the Rockets, the Celtics, or possibly holding on to him and just either letting him go in free agency this year or picking up his team option and trading him then. Um, next guy is Kaban Looney of the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors have been looking to move him um, to get themselves under the luxury tax. He's really struggled with injuries this year, but he is only 24. He's on a very cheap deal for what he brings to a team, and I would be expecting some teams to be really interested in him. Um, now, he has been dealing with injury this year, so this is an off year for him, but I think if he gets in the right system, gets healthy, he can go back to being a 60% guy from the field, that provides really good defense as a backup center. So I'd be looking for the Jazz, the Celtics, the Rockets, and the Spurs to be all looking at him. Um, and in a trade like that, these teams would need to send to the Warriors less salary than what they're bringing on in with Looney. Um, just because, again, the Warriors are looking to move him to get under the luxury tax for this year. Uh, next guy is Davis Bertans, who... Every single contending team would love to have this guy. He's six foot ten. He hits the three at an amazing rate, and it's not just spot up threes. He hits fadeaways. He can hit from basically anywhere on the floor. His defense is—I eh, mean, it's okay. But that offense, that ability to hit shots from anywhere and space the floor is amazing. Um, but I am expecting the Wizards to just hang on to him and try and re-sign him this summer. Um, all reports show that he is he likes it in in Washington so far and that the Wizards would really like to keep him going forward with their their group of Bradley Beal, John Wall, um and Thomas Bryant. So next couple guys to talk about are the guys on the Thunder. 
as I said before, Danilo Gallinari is possibly going to the Heat. Um, so far, that trade is looking like just a Heat Grizzlies trade. But if they can work something out, Gallinari will be going to the Heat. Um, but the the other guys for the Thunder are Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, and Dennis Schroeder, all guys that could help contending teams. Um, I would not expect them to get moved before this deadline. If they are going to get moved, it'll be this summer. Um, but the Thunder are seventh in the West right now and are looking pretty good, and they are looking like a team that could possibly upset one of the big dogs in the West. So next guy is Kyle Kuzma of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm really not expecting him to get traded this year. Um, maybe in the summer. If he does get traded, it'll be to the New York Knicks in a trade that gets the Lakers Marcus Morris. Um, but I would more expect him to not be traded um, until the summer. And finally, the last guy. Finally, the last guy is Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Sacramento Kings. Um, Bogdanovich is a six foot six shooting guard. Can play the one or the three also. <clears throat> Very good ball handler. Um, good shooter, especially coming off of screens. The Lakers were trying to get on him, get him. A lot of contending teams were trying to get him. He is going into his restricted free agency summer this year. And the Kings just made a move, sending away Deadman and opening up cap space for this summer. And I am fully expecting them to keep Bogdanovich around and sign him to a big deal this summer. So with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Um, so we are now two and a half hours away from the trade deadline. Um, any trades that go on before this deadline, um, I will be sure to do another episode and let you know about them, break them down real quick. Um, and then later on in the week, we'll get into the buyout market and talk about those players and where they could possibly be going and the teams that could be really looking for guys on the buyout market at that point. Again, thank you for listening. You can always follow this podcast at Wasash Basketball Pod on, ins on Instagram, or you can, uh, send me an email at Wasash Basketball Pod at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening.